Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day celebrates so many amazing people who are working so hard to make this place such a great place to live, work, and play. It is Friday, so uh, it's the day we have our good friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune, and the Saints training camp is just a week away. A lot of hype running into that uh, the start of training camp this year. Anyway, uh, welcome back, my friend. How you doing, Jeff? Ricky, I'm doing good. I, I just was working on my Saints training camp preview column, so we're in, we're in perfect timing now to talk about the season. I thought that uh, Luke Johnson did a great job on the newsletter this morning. It just really does show the amount of activity on your team as you guys cover so well every single angle, every dimension of uh, of the story. Hey, before we get into the Saints story, I, I, I was curious, did you get an opportunity to, to read the ESPN story about Gruden and Dan Schneider and the commissioner and all the If you haven't read it yet, you ought to read it it is a it. yeah seth was a good buddy of mine seth wickersham was co-author of that with kevin von balkenberg and uh yeah, yeah, he worked a long Man, time. What a riveting! I, I, I tuned in. I tuned in. I, was, I kind of pulled it up this morning, uh, just as soon as I woke up and found myself. You know. I mean, it's a long, long, extraordinary piece of journalism, man, where they dug in and tried to cover it from every angle. But I tell you what, Gruden in his lawsuit, he has the through his discovery as he began, he's got a sort of a template now to understand where he needs to go and what he needs to do. But man, they, 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 there's a lot of craziness behind the scenes of the NFL, isn't there? Well, I mean, the NFL is going to do everything they can, Ricky, to obviously prevent any of that coming to light. They always fight to try and keep all their personal kind of private business out of the public eye. And so it'll be interesting to see how far that gets. Uh, as you know, the NFL has the highest paid lawyers in the country. I mean, they're the best. They have an army of lawyers. It'll be interesting to see how far it gets. It was, you know, what was interesting, you know, speaking of lawyers, a little bit reminded me of my previous CEO world, but the number of lawyers, the law, different law firms, uh, Dan Snyder's law firm, Jay-Z's law firm, um, the, you know, of course, of course, Gruden and of course the NFLs and the role that all of them played and who might've been tipped off with the emails and how, good Lord, man, I don't even know how you sort through it all. It's just, it's just it's a tangled mess, isn't it? It's a soap opera, and that's why people are intrigued by it. And, it. and it's really a testament to the popularity of the NFL that people are so infatuated and interested in even the inner workings of, like, Park Avenue, where, where the NFL offices are, and, and ownership. It's just a totally different animal than it was. I was writing this in my column this morning, Ricky. I mean, 
I can remember when I started training camp, I'm going to sound like the old man on the soapbox here, but like when I started covering Saints in 2000, they had training camp in Thibodeau, Louisiana. There might have been a dozen, maybe no more than 15 media outlets there. And on a daily basis, it was half that, maybe 10 to, to 8, the local TV stations, uh, myself and my colleagues at the Picayune and then the Baton Rouge Advocate. That was kind of it. There's going to be at least 50 reporters at every practice here in training camp. The Saints themselves, their in-house media operation will have 15, at least 15 people there. It's just it, the, the coverage, the saturation of the 24-7 news cycle of television and cable and streaming uh, it's just exploded, and the interest level has never been higher. Unless I, I tell you what, man, I'm I'm actually thrilled that the Saints are not going to be a reality TV show this year. You know, we we can give that to the Jets because you know that's that's perfect for them and their new quarterback. But they 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 breathed a sigh of relief about that, didn't they? Yeah, nobody really wants to do it. But it's funny when you talk to the players that have done it before; they all say it's. Not that bad. I mean, I know some of the people that work on that for HBO, some of the producers, they're top flight professionals. They try to be not as obtrusive. I think it's more a fear of the unknown. You, you haven't had it in your building, so we don't want it. Uh, but I, I love the show, and it's that type of show is becoming extremely popular. I don't know if any, if any of you all have watched uh, or any of your viewers or listeners have watched Quarterback. It, it's an it's a eight-part documentary series. On last season, they followed three quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And it'd be of interest to Saints fans because there's a lot of footage of Saints games against those quarterbacks uh, and them talking about it. But it's an eight-part documentary series, and it's actually produced, Ricky, by Omaha Productions, which is owned and operated by Peyton Manning. Uh, so it, there's a lot of really inside football documentation and detail uh, on that type of on that type of production. And I just think it's only gonna to continue to get bigger and bigger. These hard knocks has been so popular that it spawned all these other spinoffs like we've seen with Formula One, the PGA Tour. People love to look behind the curtain. You know, what's we just wanted a quick comment about that. We'll get we'll get to the training camp. The, the the thing that's interesting to me is that I don't think that hard knocks is a good fit for the Saints culture because they like to they like to keep things close to the vest. They 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 want to control everything, and you do lose a little bit of control. But then on you know looking at sort of the the positive, watching Dan Campbell last year on Detroit Detroit Lions and how the Detroit Lions sort of became so much more popular in America because of that show, and and Dan Campbell became so much more popular for that because of that show. It it, it does a lot to 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 help maybe players that are thinking about going there understand more about the culture. It, it it's uh there's some tremendous benefits to it. I see it as way more benefits than downside. I, the best example I can give is this quarterback series where Kirk Cousins. If you watch it, you, you cannot come away from quarterback not respecting and admiring Kirk Cousins. But yet in the general narrative, the people that follow the league fan bases, uh, you know, he's kind of kicked around a little bit and he's criticized a lot. But if you watch it, it shows the human element. And you get yeah. to see these guys with their families and how they treat fans and how they work 
Uh, and I think that was definitely true of Dan Campbell and the Lions. And we just saw this week a great example of that, Ricky, where uh, Denzel Mims, who's a receiver for the Jets, uh, is now being traded to the Lions. And he, he approved that trade because I think he sees the culture in Detroit and wants to go play, he sees that they have a, an opportunity to do some things there. I think that narrative and that perception of that organization has changed because of hard knocks. I think you're right about that. There's, and by the way, this this notion about about uh, um, Kirk Cousins, um, the re, the reality is um, Nick Nick, um, Nick 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 Mullins Mullins. You know, he played for Southern as a backup cornerback in, in Minneapolis, and his wife. And my son Justin have the same godmother, so we, you know, we, we kind of you know, understand what's happening with those families. But uh, young families, but the amount of time they spend together, buddy, you know, outside of the game, and I mean, it's it, you don't even get the impression that they're a bunch of NFL big shots. They they're very Christian and family oriented, and it's pretty cool to watch to see that side of them. Is that is that what you got to see, looking at the the, the uh, quarterback series? Yeah, when you watch Kirk Cousins, you'll see you know the fact that he'll sign every every autograph. I mean, he takes time every Tuesday. I found it interesting, Ricky. He doesn't work on Tuesday during the season. That's mind-boggling to me. Every quarterback I've ever covered, uh, that's a heavy day of preparation for them. But he wants to get away from the game. And he spends part of that day answering his fan mail. And he handwrites out responses to every fan mail letter he gets, or at least almost everyone. And I yeah. just found that fascinating for an NFL starting quarterback to take that time. Uh, I think if you watch it, it's on Netflix. Uh, people will come away with a totally different impression of the quarterbacks and just athletes in general, because you get to see the human side of it. I think that that's really important. As I started the show, you know, talking about the hype leading up to this uh, this this season, it's 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 at a fevered pitch, really, when you think about all the moves that they made and a lot of anticipation about our new quarterback and. You guys are going to be covered from every angle, but it's going to be it's going to be fun from a reporter's point of view just to watch all these competitive situations that are kind of stacking up at the team, isn't it? Yeah, this is the time of year when you know hope and optimism runs kind of unbridled, and uh, you know I'm actually writing that in my column about like I don't want to temper everybody's enthusiasm and just try to be realistic, but it's it's the time of year when everybody gets excited, including the players and coaches, because of all leagues, of all sports leagues. I would say this. I mean, the NFL is truly, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it, the parity in the league, every year we see it. Last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, right, come out of nowhere and go all the way, you know, to the deep into the playoffs. Uh, it, it happens every year. It's the, That's why I think it's the mm -hmm. most popular sport in the world, because they have such a parity-driven business model that with revenue sharing and small markets like Jacksonville and New Orleans and Green Bay can compete with the New Yorks and the Dallases and the LAs. And that's what makes it so popular. And genuinely, you have reason to believe your team can make it to the playoffs, even if the prospects look dim in the, in, in the offseason. Well, we'll continue the conversation as we lead into the Saints. Uh... The Saints, uh, you know, the, really the season's about to start. I mean, it seems like we just closed it out with a lot of depression about where we're going with quarterback, et cetera. Jeff, I have thoughts about all this when we come back. We'll, uh, we'll continue our conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picking In.
passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Jeff Duncan. Uh, look back at my time at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. I met so many amazing people, worked with so many amazing people. And one of them was Jeff Duncan, and uh, we've maintained this relationship, and we're honored to have him here on our show every Friday. And as I always try to remind people, if you really want to understand what's happening with the Saints, sign up for the free NOLA.com uh, daily newsletter on the Saints. You can just go to the NOLA.com and uh, and then you know just sort of follow the queries and sign up for the newsletter. You'll be glad you did. This team is incredible. You know, when you, when you add the Times-Picayune with NOLA.com, and the number of people who are reading your stories in, in the market and in the region, um, there can't be another media that even touches you guys in terms of audience. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we've been doing it so long, kind of been ingrained here. And, I mean, the Saints have always in sports been our number one coverage base. I mean, we send three people to every road game and have more than that in every home game and every practice. So it's always been a top priority for us. And speaking of that newsletter, we've actually had some meetings, Ricky. We're gonna we're gonna improve that thing. We're gonna make it a lot of fun, a lot more engagement with it. So if you're a fan out there and you're getting hyped for the season, I do recommend it. We're gonna have like a daily trivia question. We're gonna have this date in Saints history. A lot of a lot of different elements to it beyond just links to stories about the Saints. Uh, we're gonna try and make it a daily go-to. For fans, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're, we're certainly having a lot of fun with it. Well, look, when you launch it, um, you know, we'll talk about it here, and we'll we'll go through it so people can have a better understanding of what it's all about. You know, it used to be that rookies just signed the rookie contract and moved on. It's a little bit more dynamic now, uh, but we finally got uh, Foskey signed, so I guess there's no holdouts left now. But it's a little bit more dynamic than it used to be, isn't it? Well, I mean, the second rounders, for some reason, I don't know exactly the detail to it, but that's been the holdup every year around the league is the second round picks. There's some language in the contract causes them to get in a little bit later. But be honest with you, it's actually less dynamic now than it used to be. I mean, I can remember when I started on the beat, guys like uh, first round draft picks like Deuce McAllister and heck, even Reggie Bush not that long ago. I mean, they didn't even make it to the start of camp because there was negotiation going on. Now all the contracts, the rookie contracts are basically slotted. They're, they're, there's only so much that they can do to it to negotiate. So it's really easier. That's why you see almost every rookie signed. Uh, whereas in the past, I mean, I can remember, and old school Saints fans listening right now might remember Jonathan Sullivan. He was somewhat of a bust as a first round draft pick back in the early 2000s. But I mean, daily, Ricky, I was monitoring his negotiation, spending time on the phone with his agents and Saints personnel. It went, it went way into training camp where he wasn't even there. And it happened every year. The first round draft pick wouldn't make it because they didn't have the slotting system that's been a part of the collective bargaining agreement that's been negotiated in. So it's actually much simpler now. Yeah, so you're, you're right, actually. Good, 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 uh, good memory on all that stuff that, in fact, the rookie contract kind of – Kind of uh, circumvented a lot of the a lot of the hassles that used to be uh, related to these these high draft choices. Um, you know, you uh, you guys are also talking about some camp duels, and some will emerge. Some you already know about. Some will emerge though. So you've got some I got some really young talent that 
they, actually, there, there's going to be some interesting uh, competitive situations on this team, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be camp battles. I think this year the, the one true one that we want to watch is the, the starting cornerback position opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore is obviously locked in as a pro bowler on one side. But the other side, Paulson Adebo had such a great rookie year and then had some injuries last year, and that opened the door for Alante Taylor, who also played a lot in place of Lattimore when he was hurt and really emerged last year as a starting quality corner, uh, you know, really surprised a lot of people. I think there's going to be an open competition. There will be for that other starting cornerback job. And whoever doesn't win it, uh, I think will have a shot to compete with Bradley Roby for the nickel cornerback job. So there's a lot of moving parts there in the secondary. And I also think a little bit of an overlooked competition is going to be a kicker. I mean, we've talked about Will Lutz. I mean, he's been such a good kicker, so steady throughout his tenure here. But he is making quite a bit of money. He did take a pay cut in the offseason. But this young kicker uh, uh, groupie from Notre Dame, that kicked extremely well in camp. And, and look, I've covered this league long enough to know when a head coach like Dennis Allen comes out and says, this is a competition, I'm looking forward to watching it. That's, he means business when he says that. So this is a competition between the kickers. And I think groupie's got a real chance to unseat him if he can if he can be as accurate as Will Lutz has been, because Lutz is coming off his his worst year as a pro last year, not only in accuracy, but also in distance on kickoffs. That's another factor that Groupie, I think, has a chance to unseat him. And as you and I have discussed before, Groupie's a little bitty dude, but he's got a powerful uh, leg. Have you had the opportunity to chat with him yourself? Yeah, yeah he's a big, big hunter, fisherman, big-time guy. He's from like, rural Arkansas. Totally uh, a fascinating story. I mean, came from a small town in Arkansas, started out his career at Arkansas State, and then ended up transferring his final year to Notre Dame. Talking about a culture change, Arkansas State to Notre Dame. Excelled at Notre Dame and didn't get drafted like most kickers, but uh, the Saints saw something they liked in him, and I can see why. He's, he's an accurate. Even if he doesn't make the Saints roster, if Lutz wins the job, I think he'll have a chance in this league because he's a very good kicker. He may be around for a long time, and as you pointed out before, it's a lot about the mindset, man. You know, these guys come in with a very specific mindset, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you got it's almost like golf or tennis, an individual sport. Uh, it's all about mentality, and I think Lutz lost a little confidence last year, and he's got to regain it. He's kicked well in the off season. That's got to carry over to camp. You know, this time of year is when you get a lot of clickbait, man. I mean, just so much clickbait. You don't know what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. But it has been interesting watching sort of this national debate around who the top quarterbacks are in the league. There's some respect for Carr on certain lists, and and on others, there's no respect for Carr. But you know, he you know he was he had a he had he didn't have a great run in in, in Oakland and in Las Vegas. And the reality now is that he's got an opportunity to start fresh and. As Luke pointed out in the newsletter this morning, he, we're going to see the we're probably going to see the best version of Derek Carr. So whatever we get is going to be probably the best he's got, don't you think? Yeah, it's second chance for him, right? Kind of a chance to rejuvenate his career, uh, no doubt about it. I mean, there's always going to be that narrative on him with the Raiders that they never won really much there, and uh, this is his chance now. He comes to an organization that believes in him, that's given him a lot of money. I mean, it's the largest contract in the history of the franchise. So there's a lot of expectations on him, and uh, I think he's really looking forward to it. And I, I agree with Luke. I mean, we're going to get the best version of Derek Carr now. How well he plays, I think, is going to have a huge impact 
on the Saints' chances this season. And, uh, you know, I, I think it can't be undersold how important he is to Dennis Allen, who went out and personally kind of recruited him to come in here and take over the quarterback position. I think both those guys are joined at the hip very much the way Sean Payton and Drew Brees were joined at the hip, and their fortunes will be tied to each other. Hey, listen, uh, you and I have talked about this many times before, but every year you would expect to lose coaches. I mean, we're a breeding ground that tend to be a breeding ground for some really, really good coaches, and they have opportunities, and they move on. Same thing for general managers, et cetera. So we've got some, we've got a crop of, of uh, some new coaches that are part of the team this year. We haven't really talked much about you know, what, what your observations are about how they're settling them. What, do you think that the coaches and specifically will be, a, will be a factor this year? Well, I think that's a great point, Ricky, and I think it's a very overlooked point. And I, and I think it's a big question mark be honest with you, on this team. I mean, if you just look back a few years ago with this coaching staff, you had guys like Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, Joe Lombardi, Ryan Nielsen. They were position coaches on the staff. They're now either head coaches or coordinators in the league. The staff was incredibly strong, and they've been replaced now with a lot of new faces. How those coaches, I think, come in here and adapt to this new system and uh, bring their knowledge and expertise and implemented here is going to be a big factor that not a lot of people are talking about, especially the defensive side of the ball. There's an overhaul of that side. Now, Dennis Allen runs the defense, but he's got lieutenants there that have to step up, uh, and I think that's going to be something to watch. And also, we all know Pete Carmichael last year fell under heavy criticism his first year without Sean Payton, uh, and and it wasn't very, uh, wasn't very good, frankly, and he knows that. I've talked to him about it. I mean, he knows that they've got to get better, and I think they will be better. I actually think this team is going to be much better on offense, and I think they might be worse on defense. So it might be a little different. Like the team, we could see this team start to invert a little bit and be more of an offensive-minded team. Uh, just because of the age of some of the players on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and again, coming back to the coaches, the new coaches, especially as you pointed out on the de- on the defensive side of the ball, even though even though we all know head coach has a heavy hand on the defensive side of the ball. He's the he's sort of the mastermind of the defense. Um chemistry man is so important so you don't really know how all that's going to play out when the going gets tough is when you really find out whether you've got you know good chemistry meshing or not and uh, you're going to learn a lot during the training camp not just about the players but about the coaches aren't you yeah this is when it all starts to come together and uh, we find out you know this is the building blocks towards the season there's a lot of optimism a lot of reasons to be optimistic for the Saints this year but it, it all starts this next week as the players and coaches hit the field on Airline Drive. Stay uh, stay uh, cool, my friend. I know it's going to be hot out there. I've uh, been out there during training camp, and, boy, the guys like it when they get to go inside because that inside is pretty cool when they get in there for sure. So do the reporters, Ricky. We all love it. I know you do. I know you do. I enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to continue the conversation with Bradley. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.